Do you find yourself wishing you had more energy, healthier habits, or fun family activities? At the YMCA, you can find your passion, find family fun, and find your happy place, all while supporting your community. Join the Y in March with a $0 enrollment fee and enjoy motivating group exercise classes, heated pools, pickleball, and so much more. Visit YMCADC.org to learn more and to find your nearest Y in D.C., Maryland, or Virginia today. Live to tape. Welcome to Millennial Season 4, Episode 2. I'm Andrew. I'm Elisa. And I'm Laura. How's everybody doing this week? Good. What about you? Oh, I'm fine. The house thing continues. Oh. How's it going? It's it's going. It's kind of on pause for the next two weeks. I don't really want to get into details, but I think that shouldn't affect anything. Um, but yeah, it, it's going. <laughs> I constantly need to be reminded that it's all going to be okay. <laughs> it's all going to be okay, Andrew. Well, yeah, thank you. I have my boyfriend doing that, <laughs> though. That's what he keeps oh, telling well. me. Fucking fine then. Yeah, thank you. But but thank you. I appreciate that. Uh Laura, did you do anything special today? Um I had intended to, wasn't able to, but I oh. did want to give uh a little shout out here. It is uh MLK Day, uh Martin Luther King Jr. Day, of course. Um and over the course of the coming week, there are going to be many organizations in your city looking for volunteers looking uh, to give back to their community. So I would please ask everybody, please, if you can put in a couple of hours in honor of Dr. King and Coretta Scott King, uh, without her, there would actually be no Martin Luther King day. Uh, so do that to serve your community. I will be serving mine on Friday. Doing what? If you don't mind my uh, stuffing snack packs for children. Okay, nice. Mm-hmm. Did our president do anything? I think he went and did this thing where you hit like a little ball oh. into a hole. What's that called again? It's called golf, but I think he does a yeah. lot of that. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, to be honest with you, I think Trump golfing is a service to his community because it gets him the fuck out of our way <laughs> for a little while. And off Twitter. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Uh, speaking of MLK, I had a dream a few nights ago that Meryl Streep died. It was really depressing. What? Yeah. I know that's that not depressing. the best uh, connection there, but just reminded me. Dreams, you know? Mm-hmm. God damn it, Andrew. <laughs> God damn it. You're just you're fucking ruining it. I'm in... You know, by the way, like, I'm in Atlanta, so I feel like this... I feel this duty... To like sound the sound the horns like it's MLK Day. Everyone celebrate. Andrew's over here like I had a dream <laughs> about Marilyn's dream. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. It was a really sad dream though. But Dr. King is is gazing at you disapprovingly <laughs> from beyond the grave. No, he's not. He's like I really liked the post too, Andrew. <laughs> Elisa, have you been up to anything fun? Um, well, since I was in Hawaii for the holidays, I was actually up at my boyfriend's family's house this weekend to celebrate Christmas with them. 
And I have to tell you guys, I have to tell you guys what he started doing up there. Okay. I want to set the scene really quick because it's important to know. We've been up there for a couple of days already. I'm starting to get very sexually frustrated because, you know, we try and respect our parents' houses and it's also kind of just weird and difficult to, to have sex in, in their house. So we're on our best behavior, but two nights in, I'm starting to get a little frustrated and, you know, we're flirting, whatever, we're laying in bed about to go to sleep and he starts like talking real fucking dirty to me. This doesn't. <laughs> This doesn't, this usually only happens when he's pretty worked up. So I'm, I'm pretty, I'm really excited by this. I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm going to get lucky. I didn't think this was going to happen this weekend. And, you know, the skies are parting and I'm so excited. (laughs) And uh, he's like, I, without getting too graphic, he, this was some of like the best dirty talk I've ever heard from anybody ever. It was really fucking hot. And, He's like whispering it all in my ear and kind of like biting my ear and on my neck. And then he like puts his hand up my shirt and he grabs my boobs and he leans in again and he whispers, Mountains Gandalf. (laughs) In the middle, in the middle, everything else was like the filthiest, most NC-17 pornographic shit you've ever heard come out of a person's mouth. And then out of nowhere mountains gandalf as he's <laughs> fucking batting my tits around not only that but i i crack up laughing we get through it it was funny and i'm like no you committed to this bitch we're gonna fuck so we keep going we, we keep going and it was not <laughs> oh god this is really bad it was not even two or three minutes later i think the moment is behind us he puts his hand down you know in my nether regions i'm pretty worked up and he says that he says in like classic tree beard voice release the river (laughs) (laughs) and that was it that was it that's amazing Uh, i i was anticipating some kind of mines of moria uh allegory oh like 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 they dug too greedily yeah (laughs) Um, but I, I do want to say you told us about this over our private chat, the, the mountains thing. And my boyfriend was here and I told him about that. And he was like, man, I love Brian. He's a quality guy. What a great guy. <laughs> but wait, did, did he actually do sexy talk before that? Because I'm confused now if that was you saying that was just sarcasm or what? No, no, no. He actually was, you mean Brian, my boyfriend? Yeah. No, he was actually like like doing sexy talk. It was actually like dirty talking to me in my ear. It was super hot. And then he pivots, does a complete 180 out of nowhere. We get through it. I'm on the other side, totally in it to win it. And then he does it again. He does it again with the release the river thing when he puts his hand down my pants. It's hilarious. And I'm just like, you know, part of me thinks it's obviously, most of me thinks it's hilarious and I love him for it. But the other part of me is just like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> I, so I'm not like, I like dirty talk, especially when hooking up. And then like during the day when 
me and my partner are not in hookup mode. I like to make dirty talk, but in like totally goofy, lame ass, you're so annoying ways. Like, you know, I want that cheese on your butt. <laughs> and, but I like yeah. lean in and whisper it really sexy. Like I'm actually trying to turn somebody on, but I'm completely not. Yeah. No, I think that's appropriate. I like that too. And to be honest, like I feel like actually talking dirty is such a difficult thing to get right. And most of the time I just end up laughing at myself. So it's not something that I employ all the time because I'm so bad at it. But he initiated it and it was I mean, he was really fucking good at it, and it was great. And then I just, he was batting my boobs and yelling Gandalf, totally out of nowhere. Can I have his number? Because I need some new lines. Like, I'm in a relationship, but I feel like I'm just repeating the same things over and over again. I need new stuff in my arsenal. Sure, I'll hook you two up. Thank you. He is great. I Let's love him. go over to some news now. This is kind of be going to be more of a shooting the shit style episode i feel based on our news topics we do have some serious ones to talk about of course but the other ones are kind of random but they'll be fun to talk about so elisa do you want to start us off on uh, the big trump story this week oh there's something every day but this one i have to say was especially egregious i'm sure everyone knows now about president trump's remarks <clears throat> saying why are we taking all of these immigrants from quote shithole countries um, before we get into how heinously racist and terrible of a remark that was, I want to give some context to it because I think it's important. The reason that he was talking about this was because he was having a meeting <clears throat> in the White House about immigration reform and specifically TPS. Now, TPS stands for Temporary Protected Status, and it's something that the Justice Department grants to specific countries during specific periods of time to any immigrants who want to come to the United States from those countries. And the idea behind it is that the countries we're granting TPS status to are going through some really rough stuff. Sometimes it's a natural disaster. Sometimes it's a civil war. Whatever it is, there's something egregiously wrong happening in the country. And so we offer temporary protected status to their people as a way of saying, hey, we know it's rough right now. Why don't you come here for a few years? Let that simmer down, and then you can go back when it's over. Um, The problem, of course, is that we're not very good at this whole immigration thing, we being the United States. And so, for example, in 2001, we granted uh, temporary protected status to El Salvador. And to date, we have about 250,000 Salvadoran immigrants in the United States who are here on TPS status. So they are legal immigrants, to be clear. They are not undocumented or quote-unquote illegal. They are legal immigrants. They came here because we told them to. We came here, they came here because we invited them. Uh, Roughly one in three of them are homeowners. They are the parents of almost 200,000 American citizens, as in they had children here. So to send them back home, home, quote unquote, being El Salvador, would mean to split up American families. Um, But the White House and President Trump was referring to those countries when he said shithole countries. He was referring to countries like El Salvador and the others 
on the TPS list because he feels that they are, I guess, somehow inferior. And his idea of immigration reform is trying to send them back home, quote unquote, um, even though they've been here, like I said, since 2001. So that's, that is the genesis of, of those remarks. That's the context for it. He's trying to send home immigrants and immigrant families uh, who are on TPS status. Um, the Republican line, I suppose, is that the T in TPS stands for temporary. They were never necessarily meant to be here indefinitely. Um, I think the counter to that would be obvious, though. One, if we intended it to truly be temporary, that's probably something that we should have thought of and um, and and sort of helped them through much earlier than this. At this point, they've been here pushing 20 years. Uh, it's, not nece- it's not fair at this point to kick them out uh, on such short notice when they've made their entire lives here. Um, and uh, two, again, they're legal immigrants. Uh, why not? And, and they're doing well. Uh, every statistic shows that they're doing very well here. Again, I mean, they're parents, they're homeowners. Um, why wouldn't you necessarily want to allow them to stay? And why wouldn't you provide them some sort of path to permanent residency? So that's the debate that's going on. Uh, and I guess Trump just whittles it down to shithole countries. Yeah. And the reaction to this has maybe been the biggest reaction since Charlottesville, as far as I can remember. It was just blatantly racist. Um, He compared these... He was wondering why they couldn't get more people from Poland, which is like 97% white. It, it, it It just so clearly confirmed him as a racist... Um, Dick Durbin went on the record, the senator, saying that uh, Trump did make these remarks. Lindsey Graham basically implied that Trump did say these things. Um, the two other senators who were there, Republicans, I can't remember their names, they originally said, oh, I do not recall what he said. And then a couple of days later, somehow their, mag- their memory magically returned and they said, oh, the- his comments are being misrepresented. He didn't say that. So... What's annoying me at the moment is just all the freaking lying that's going on. Trump initially didn't categorically deny it. Then he did deny it after his Republican buddies came forward. But like I said, Lindsey Graham still has a pair of balls and uh, isn't totally lying. And so. I think that and, – and the idea – I want I, I think it's important to spell out precisely why – it's racist for, for a lot of people saying it's insensitive. It was unfortunate. um, It's unhelpful or wrong and what have you. Uh, I think we should just really call it like it is. And I think it's important to say that it's racist. And the number one reason it's racist is simply because he's referring pretty exclusively to countries whose populations are black and Brown. Um, That's number one. Number two, to Andrew's point, he did say, you know, why can't we get more immigrants from countries like Norway? Um, I think it was Norway and maybe Poland as well. But then he listed off a couple of countries that were pretty exclusively white or heavily white. So why don't we get immigrants from those countries? Um, and all of that aside, I, I think it's just, I, I, I can't, admit, I can't believe that we are in a time where the president of the United States um, doesn't have more respect 
for other countries and the struggles that they go through. And the reason I thought it was important to talk about TPS is because he's referring to, quote, shithole countries that have gone through so much. I mean, the people there, you're not going to find stronger, more resilient people anywhere because they've gone through things like earthquakes and tsunamis and hurricanes and genocide. And they're still there and they're still standing and they're coming here. Some of them are coming here to make a better lives for themselves and to denigrate and disrespect that is not only racist since it was very clearly directed only to Brown and black people, but also apart from that, just so woefully ignorant of the TPS program and of what these countries have gone through. Yep. And it also um, conveniently allowed him to ignore his own familial history as immigrants. I mean, his, his uh, mother's side of the family came to the U S in fairly recent history And generally speaking, when somebody decides to immigrate to somewhere from somewhere else, there's a good reason for it. So perhaps he might want to think twice about referring to someone's origin as a shithole because you have no idea. How would you feel if his family's all from Scotland, if they were like, well, Scotland's a shithole country. I mean, look at it. They're coming here. It must be. So yeah, this, this got me so riled up and I saw so many people trying to defend this by being like, well, they are shithole countries. They're impoverished and they have corrupt governments. And to that, I will just point out that many of these countries are dealing with long lasting effects of intervention from the United States into their governmental affairs. So when you want to sit there and blame those countries for being quote shithole countries, maybe you should look at what effect our country had on them. And if you want to talk about poverty rates, it's not, I mean, the United States is the richest country on earth, but we have some pretty serious poverty issues here as well. I think Mm -hmm. it's something like, um, this is, this is, this stat is a few years old, but as of 2012, it was one in six children in the United States go to bed hungry without enough food. Uh, that's that's our country. Mm-hmm. We don't even rank in the top 10 in terms of, you know, math and science or literacy. Um, you know, I love this country. I love the United States and I'm, I'm glad and proud to be here. But I think that we should be reflecting inward and those in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Um, and that's that's what he did. That's what he did. And sort of, it's just, I try so hard not to be shocked and bothered by the things that President Trump says anymore, because I don't want to give, I don't want to give into that kind of dynamic. I don't want to give into like the power that he has, but I think it's important actually to be shocked and uh, dismayed on, on this point because it mm-hmm. was so, so insulting and so damaging. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, to your point, this is a 2017 statistic uh, that one in five children in the United States lives in poverty. Mm-hmm. All right. There it is. One in, yeah, One in five. That's 20%. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, and then on top of that, you have things like that we're, you know, we are the gun violence capital of the fucking world, um, that our public school system is crumbling from a lack of 
funding because apparently we don't believe in public schools anymore, um, that we are so behind on math and science that our healthcare system is oh, a joke. also a fucking joke. We have some of the, we have the sickest people of any other developed country. And we have a president and, who's an idiot. Yeah. And a president who's completely unfit for office. And I would say that the other thing this really exposes, in my opinion, is a complete insincerity of the argument that being anti-immigrant isn't racial, that's all about the economy. Uh, this really, President Trump's remarks on this regard really disprove that narrative. This had nothing to do with the economy. This had nothing to do with the economy. And it had everything to do with where they were coming from. Uh, and that's pretty much it. That was it. And he wasn't looking at how those folks are doing here, uh, what they're contributing to this country, uh, what their jobs are. There were no statistics or facts at all. Um, it was purely just, oh, they came from there? Oh, what the yeah. fuck? Fuck that. Which so it's it made it made the racial overtones so transparent in this whole immigration debate. Um, I mean, for example, if we were to completely disband or dismember the TPS program, uh, that would mean, in effect, hundreds of thousands of immigrants who were once legal and here legally and able to work here legally would now be undocumented and would not be allowed here. And mm. since so many of them have children here and homes and jobs here, and they've been here for decades, literally decades, in a choice between giving up your home and your family, they're going to stay. And I, I, I think everyone should ask themselves, what would you do? Would you go back to a, a war-torn or, or country that's still having issues? Or would you break the law and stay. Most people would probably stay. And that's what would happen. That's bad for the economy because now you have hundreds of thousands of undocumented immigrants who just yesterday were perfectly legal and working above board. Now they have to work under the table. Now they, now they have to work under the table. And that means that it creates a bunch of pressure on wages at the bottom of the labor market. So that folks who are in service industries, for example, you know, it's dragging wages down because now you have folks who need to be paid under the table. And because they're under the table, you can pay them less. Mm. You can pay them less because they're stuck. They kind of have to accept whatever they're given. So it's terrible for the immigrant families who've made themselves Americans in every way that you can name. And it's terrible for the economy because it drags wages down. Indeed. All right. Well, um, I just wanted to give a plug to something the New York Times released just in time for Martin Luther King Day. Just um, we'll put a link to it in the show notes. Donald Trump's racism, the definitive list. And if, I, I like this because it just it's one simple resource where you can see everything he has said that has proven time again that he is a racist dating back to when he took out ads in 1989 in New York newspapers urging the death penalty for five black and Latino teenagers, referred to as uh, the Central Park Five, I believe. Um, 
he argued as recently as October 2016 that they were guilty even 10 years after DNA evidence had exonerated them. And that was brought up a lot during the election. Why is he why is, why is he still wanted the death penalties for these people? I mean, uh I I, I want to see more lists like this as well from the New York Times. Mm-hmm. Just just high just spotlighting the various problems of this president. Yeah, I saw something the other day that happened several months ago at this point, but I guess it got lost in the shuffle. Um he was reportedly shocked to learn that not all people or not even most people, as a matter of fact, who are welfare recipients aren't black. Right. Right. Anyway, um, I wanted to bring up this story because Elisa was just in Hawaii Mm -hmm. over the weekend, as everybody probably has heard right now, an employee at the Hawaii Emergency Management Agency accidentally set off the missile alert system and everybody in hawaii was alerted via phone on the roadways on television that a that there was a ballistic missile threat and in all caps it said this is not a drill seek immediate shelter of course people panicked and for around 45 minutes it took 45 minutes after the alert went out for officials to say, okay, no, don't worry. <laughs> Despite what the alert said, oh. it actually was a drill. And the reason this accidentally happened is pretty insane. Um, the person was who, who accidentally sent this out was starting their shift for the day, and they were to practice sending an emergency alert to the public without actually sending it to the public. Well, this is the crazy part. They went on the computer... And there was a drop-down menu with two options. You know, a simple drop-down box that you see on like a web form? You have a little bunch of options listed. This drop-down had two options. Test missile alert and missile alert. You had a 50-50 shot of fucking this up. And they accidentally selected missile alert from a drop-down. I don't blame the person. It's way too easy to set off a missile alert. (laughs) Right. No, I'm not going to blame them. I'm saying that I think this means that millennials need to be in charge of organizing the technology behind this because no millennial would put those two things on the same menu. Right. I can see them both being on the same page if you have to, but how about keeping them really far apart from each other instead of like three pixels away from each other? Yeah. There should also be a little pop-up that's like, are you sure? (laughs) Right, right. Are you super (laughs) sure? Are you super duper sure? Um, So, Elisa, you were there, what, a week and a half ago? What the fuck would you have done if you woken up to an alert on your phone telling you a ballistic missile was incoming? Dude, I've been asking myself that question. It's funny that this happened. Well, it's not funny, but it's ironic that this happened because when I was there, I kept saying, we're going to wake up, guys, and we're going to be dead. Like, I kept telling my family, like, (laughs) enjoy this pina colada. Because it's the last one you're having. I can't believe we came here right now of all times. Uh, I cannot believe we came here. I can. I just, it's it's crazy. I missed it by a week and a half. Part of me wishes 
part of me wishes I had been there for it because then I, I could, you know, that's a story to tell. Yeah. Imagine but, um, that screenshot that you take on your phone. That'd be pretty cool. You guys would have gotten messages for sure. And <laughs> it would have just been goodbye forever. Honestly, yeah. knowing me, it would have I would have gone like in a super sappy mode and I yeah. would have told you how much I loved you. Oh, fuck. And it would have been so embarrassing after the fact. It would have been the greatest thing ever. We would have posted that all over the internet. Look at what Elisa thinks of us when she's moments away from death. Yeah. Yeah. But would- would you rather have this alert sent to your phone and think for 45 minutes that it's real or not have a working TV on the plane for 12 hours? Um, <laughs> well, why choose? <laughs> if you're me, why choose? Because mm. that was my hell. Why not add this on top? Honestly, <laughs> give that's the only thing that could have made my trip over there worse is if i had landed and immediately upon landing there had been a missile an incoming ballistic missile alert like great um in seriousness though i've thought about this and i mean as you guys know i've done some like doomsday prepping research and i've thought like god they say that you're supposed to get as far below ground as you can to avoid the radiation because most bombs only have only have a one to three mile radius where you're actually going to be, you know, really fucked. If you're outside of that immediate blast zone, you have a very good chance of surviving. So long as you stay underground and you have enough water and food to last you for two weeks. So in my head, I was thinking, God, I probably would have gone around to like the little maid carts and just snag all the bottles of water from the, <laughs> From the maid service, <laughs> I like grab my family and run down to the garage and hunker down in the corner and cried. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we're glad that actually didn't happen for Hawaii. Yeah. For Could now. have been great exclusive video, though. Yeah. Yeah. I would have been crying into my phone, like Blair Witch style. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like dead serious, like. It's my last few minutes. I just want to tell you how much I love you. <laughs> We've been great palace intrigue material. Yeah. So some other news now. This happened over break, and I meant to get to it last week, but we ran out of time. Um, it was reported and confirmed uh, a rumor that had been going on for several years. People speculated it because they kind of saw it firsthand. Apple has been slowing down the older iPhones. This started a couple of years ago with a software update. They were doing it as a result of batteries going to shit after about a year of use. So slowing down the speed of the phone was Apple's way of managing the power consumed by a bad battery. If they didn't do this, the bad battery being used by the full speed of the phone was actually causing shutdowns and reboots on your phone. So Apple thought the best solution was to slow down the phone so the the bad battery could handle it. Um, Apple has now admitted that that they do this, and um, they're doing something which I think is pretty good for customers. You can now get a new battery, which should lead to a faster phone, for $29. This is good for all of 2018 
and your battery doesn't even have to be in bad shape. If you think your phone's a little slow, you can take it to the Apple Store and they'll replace it for twenty. They'll replace the battery for twenty nine bucks. <clears throat> I wanted to bring this up because I'm sure a lot of people might be experiencing the slow phone. Apple almost also promised that in a new iOS update that's coming in the next few months, they will give us better information about the state of our battery because you really can't tell right now whether it's good or not. And yeah, that's. Oh, Apple. Just one other thing. Apple is going to be taking a hit for this. Analysts are saying that this could lead to 16 million fewer iPhones sold in 2018 because if people just have to pay 30 bucks to get a new battery and suddenly their phone's faster again, they're gonna they're not gonna shell out 800 plus dollars for a new iPhone. Yeah, I agree. You know, and I think it's really unfortunate that. It took Apple this long to come to the conclusion that they needed to include some kind of battery health indicator natively on the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, because I used to work in an Apple store and, you know, you can, an Apple store employee can run diagnostics on your phone. And in that diagnostic, they get a chart that shows the health of your battery. Yeah. So at Apple, this is what just floors me. At Apple, like you can, the the employee can actually see if you've got a defective battery. And but you can't unless you're at the store. Right, exactly. And like for me personally, if I got somebody that was coming in and they were like, listen, this shit shuts down all the fucking time, I would I would give them the benefit of the doubt and just mm. swap it. But I don't know how things have changed since then. It's been a couple years. Maybe the employees don't have as much um dis- like uh autonomy and exercising those decisions but yeah and by the way getting a new battery used to cost 79 dollars, so mm-hmm. it's a pretty significant discount 50 bucks yeah i'm definitely going to take advantage of this i think it's great yeah mm-hmm. do you think your phone's slow yeah it is i mean i have the iphone 6 uh so it's you know it's getting up there and it's i can definitely tell a difference now versus just six months ago um yeah and and the newest update the newest software update has just made it even slower and i feel terrible complaining about it because it's still a fucking smartphone i mean they sent people to the moon on something with less operating power (laughs) than this thing and here i am clicking on fucking reddit links going god damn it it took half a second but whatever yeah i'll definitely get the new battery i mean that's very generous of you to 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 say I shouldn't be complaining about this. I mean, I feel I feel that way intellectually, but emotionally, I really just want to light Apple on fire. <laughs> I see. Well, yeah. If you yeah. do do this, let us know. I'm I'm curious if you actually do see a speed boost. Yeah, I will. But also, I think Laura and I would advise you that iPhone six. That's eh, kind of old. You're probably just due for a new phone. I agree. I guess my only the only thing that really holds me back, to be honest with you, is I don't I know this is something I'm gonna have to get over eventually, but just that lack of a headphone jack, man. Mm. That's yeah. really killing it for me. Really bad. Yeah, no, trust me, I feel the same way about it. I hated losing my headphone jack, but it's pretty much gonna it's gonna become an industry standard. Yeah. Like, yeah. chances are you're going to be hard pressed to find a phone, even even a phone that's not an iPhone, that right. has a headphone jack here eventually. So yeah, and to be clear, how, whatever issues I have with Apple, I'd still take them over an Android seven days of the week. 
So I'm I'm still <laughs> yeah, gonna stick still gonna stick with Apple. Yeah, and, and speaking of it, yeah, those are garbage. Of losing a headphone jack being an industry standard, uh, Google Pixel Two. That's Google's second smartphone that they just released a couple months ago. They're following Apple's lead. They got rid of the headphone jack. I don't love it either, but I think uh, we are going there. Neither you go to the gym, right? Andrew, look at me. <laughs> no. I, I just say that because no. I'm not aware that I, either of you go to a gym. I'm just no, checking. I, right right before, so the reason that I was like five minutes or ten minutes late to the show is because I was stuffing my face with a Baconator. No, <laughs> I, don't go, I don't go to the gym. Honestly jealous. Okay, but continue. Well, this story I wanted to bring up because I am so for this news. There's a gym chain called Lifetime Fitness. They have 130 locations in 27 states. And they have decided they are no, no longer going to show cable news on their televisions. You know how gyms, they have a lot of TVs all over the place. They have a ton of them in the cardio area. Last year, when I was in California, I went to a, a Planet Fitness that I loved. And I went every day. Um, not last year, two years ago. And... God damn it. For some reason, they decided to put MSNBC and Fox News on two televisions right next to each other. And between doing cardio, bringing my heart rate up, and watching MSNBC and Fox News talk about the same issues in different ways, I was feeling like I was going to have a heart attack. My heart could not handle cardio and seeing uh, the, the, the conservative viewpoint and the liberal viewpoint at the same time it was just too much i absolutely hated it i go to the gym to relieve stress and watching cable news at the gym was not uh helping me relieve that stress so lifetime is taking removing cable news uh company-wide um they said the decision was based on many member requests received over time across the country and in keeping with our overall healthy way of life philosophy and commitment to provide family oriented environments free of polarizing or politically charged content. Some people are actually really pissed about this. They said that's bullshit. I've never seen anybody complain about this. <laughs> One person said, "Who are these faceless people?" that all of a sudden have huge sway over changing a policy at the gym without member input, consent, or even fair warning. <laughs> I like how this guy needed a warning that he was going to lose Fox News every day at the gym. Right. I mean, he can't miss Sean Hannity. <laughs> right. Oh, my I, God. I hope other gyms follow. They did actually quote Planet Fitness at the end of this statement or at the end of this article because Lifetime Fitness didn't want to comment. Um, Planet Fitness said this issue has never come up at any of their gyms, but I hope they change hmm. it anyway. Yeah, I've definitely been at the gym before surrounded by a bunch of women with the can I speak to your manager haircut and like, you know, dudes like bro dudes like all watching fox news and like angrily walking on their treadmills like yeah you fucking tell me geraldo oh yeah sean hannity yeah you give it to me it's like guys you're here to like work on your health not give your like put yourselves into cardiac arrest like calm the fuck down and i even can't watch msnbc at the gym or cnn it's just too Mm -hmm. stressful seeing what trump is doing now 
Yeah. I don't want to see his Cheeto ass when I'm at the gym. Yeah. When I'm eating Cheetos on the treadmill. <laughs> I don't want to watch a Cheeto. I will say, though, the one good thing about seeing who's watching what is because if like there's a hot guy at the gym and I see he's watching Hannity, suddenly he's a lot less hot to me. And then I don't have to pursue him in the locker room. So. Similarly, if a man hits on me in the locker room, I can say, no, you were just watching O'Reilly. I have no interest in you. <laughs> but that man watching Maddow. Mm-mm. Um, let's skip this story. Let's talk about a, another tech story. Facebook has announced that they are removing publisher posts and video from the newsfeed and instead is going to fill your newsfeed with personal stories. So you're going to see less political stories and more of who's pregnant and who got married and what your friend's dog is up to. I mean... That might be Facebook's new default algorithm, but won't you still follow the feeds you choose to follow? You will, but the Facebook news feed decides what it shows you, and the news feed is going to stop showing you publisher stuff. Oh, I see. The news feed. Okay. Yeah, but the news feed is everything. Okay. I gotcha. Okay. It's a big deal. Um One reason they're doing it, even though they won't admit it, is that they were responsible for a lot of fake news being spread because people see it in their news feeds. And now, if there's going to be less politics in our news feeds, (laughs) they have less responsibility for getting Trump elected or reelected. It's also really kind of scary news for publishers. Hypable is not in a position where we've relied on Facebook traffic, but... Um, a lot of websites are relying on Facebook traffic for to generate revenue. So it'll be interesting to see what this does to publishers. It's it's not going to help. I mean, some are going to hurt from this. Um, so I know a lot of publishers are scared right now. But I don't know. Do you do you guys like this? Do you want to see less news on Facebook and video? Yeah, I mean, I don't go to Facebook for my news. So this doesn't bother me. I do. I find it kind of funny because I remember when Facebook made this shift towards including more news in our feeds, they were kind of patting themselves on the back about it. And now Mm. they're kind of walking it back like, oh, we're going to show you like your friend's posts about her little like toddler's bowel movements and stuff. And we're going to show you all of these obnoxious wedding pictures. It's like, that's what we saw before. Yeah. This is nothing new. Yeah, I don't know how... I mean, I don't... How much is this really going to to help things, I guess, is my question. Because I can see how it won't... I can see how it will help prevent new people from seeing quote-unquote fake news. Or I should say, you know, uh, sources that aren't credible. But if you're already a fan of an outlet that is not a credible outlet or that is let's say a Russian troll and you're sharing things from that page directly. This is not going to help that at all, which maybe I'm wrong, but I kind of feel like that's where most of the Facebook propaganda comes from, from folks who have 
a page or several pages that they just love, even though they're complete bullshit nonsense pages. And then they share things from that page. So I don't see how, and to me, when I see completely egregiously over the top political nonsense on Facebook, it's usually because of that, because of people doing that. So I don't know how much this is going to help really. Yeah. Like Occupy Democrats, sort of fucking God. That That's, I mean, because, you know, I'm, you know, a lot of my close social circle is fairly liberal. And, you know, we've got the few people who are like way out on the fringes, and they're constantly posting shit from Occupy Democrats. And I'm like, this is a bunch of bullshit. This is not an actual news source. Stop posting quote unquote news that comes in meme format. It's right. not fucking news. I don't care if it has the word Democrat on it. It's still bullshit. Yeah, and it's not sourced, and there should be an asterisk to a lot of stuff that's said in there half the time. God knows if it's true or not. Um, Facebook also said they're, they're going to elevate posts that inspire back-and-forth discussion in the comments and posts that you might want to share and react to, whether that's a post from a friend seeking advice, a friend asking for recommendations for a trip, or a news article or video prompting lots of discussion. Which to me sounds like we could actually fight more on Facebook if they're encouraging commenting. Commenting seems to be the new sharing now. Like sharing used to make stuff go crazy viral on Facebook. So I don't, I don't, I don't, we'll see. Facebook hasn't done really a good job in managing that newsfeed ever, in my opinion. So who knows if this will be any better, man, I fucking hate Facebook. (laughs) I, you know, I really wish that I didn't need one. Yeah. Like if I didn't have so many people that I needed to keep in touch with, I would delete it tomorrow. Yeah. I guess it'd be cool if you could just turn off the news feed. Like wouldn't that solve a lot of our problems? Yeah. Can't I just disable this feature? You could just delete the Facebook app and just keep the messenger app. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Hmm. Might be onto something here. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Great Facebook rebellion. Uh, Well, speaking of Facebook, I'm calling this segment from our feed. I saw this in the Facebook group. I thought we could maybe help this person out. Emma says, I'm just starting the process of buying my first car, and I'm kind of feeling overwhelmed and stressed about it. Any advice? Not sure if it's best to go to a dealer or buy from someone random. Not sure if it's better for me right now to just spend like a thousand on an old shitty car with really high miles that drives, or to spend more on something more reliable. Also, what kind of cars do you guys drive? And a bunch of people commented and helped out, but I thought we could as well. Yeah. How's Um, your, uh, you have a great car, don't you, Laura? Yeah, I drive a Prius. Um, I got it in 2016. Um, And in my case, I got it brand new. Um, However, I don't necessarily think that buying brand new is always the best choice. Um, In my case, it was the latter half of 2016, and they were trying to get the 2016 models off the lot to bring in the 2017s. So I feel like Mm -hmm. if you can get in into a dealer for a newer car around that time when they're trying to bring in newer models, that's a good time to get a deal. Um, I would also say with a dealer, my number one recommendation is don't be afraid to walk away. Yeah. It's, it's just a car. 
it's nothing to get emotionally invested in. And if the dealer is not willing to negotiate with you um, to at least give you some of what you want, then you should just walk away. Chances are, if you walk away, they're going to be calling you and following up with you very quickly because they want to make the sale. Mm -hmm. But if you stick around and just sort of let them, you know, twist your arm, then you're going to give them everything they want. And that's not, not, not a good way to negotiate. Um, I don't think that there's anything wrong with buying a beater car like you were talking about. It just really depends on what you're going to use it for. Um, I knew that I wanted a new car because I was going to be putting a lot of miles on it um, between my commute and between, um, you know, taking weekend trips and that kind of stuff. I knew that if I got something that already had a lot of miles on it, I would kill it fairly quickly. So it really just depends on on your needs and where your finances are. Um, definitely don't buy a car you can't afford. I know that that sounds simple, um, but car like dealers have a really good way of making it seem like you can afford a car that you can't because they will base the financial side of it all on your monthly payments. So they'll be like, yeah, we can give this to you for $200 a month. And you're sitting there thinking like, oh, $200 a month. Yeah, I can afford $200 a month. But then you look at the payment terms and you've got like a ridiculously high interest rate on it and a really lengthy loan term. So you end up paying like eight or $9,000 more than what the car was worth when you initially bought it. So I would just make sure to read the fine print. Yeah. I will stop rambling now. I'm sorry. No, I thought those were great suggestions. Yeah. I agree. I'm lucky enough that, so my car is a 2000 Chevy Cavalier. It's very old, uh, but I was lucky enough that I actually just got it as a gift uh, when when I was 17, I think. It was like one of those deals where your parents buy your first car for you kind of thing. But um, yeah, I didn't... I'm incredibly privileged. I didn't work for it at all. They just gave it to me. So I don't, I don't really have a lot of experience with buying a car, negotiating for one. But I've gone with my family members, including my parents, pretty much every time they've bought a car. Um, and one of the things that my dad always tells me is exactly what Lara just said. Don't be afraid to walk away. Don't just threaten it as a means of negotiating a better deal for yourself, but actually like be prepared to follow through and, and, and do, do walk away. You can always come back the next day if you really decide that you want it. Um, and you'll find the car, uh, you know, you can find probably that exact same car somewhere else too. So it's not like you're giving it up, but yeah, be prepared to walk away. I think is definitely a, a good one. And I would also say, take somebody with you. Um, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be your boyfriend. I'm sick of people telling me that, Oh, I'll take your boyfriend with you when you go and buy your new car. <laughs> cause, cause he's a dude, right? Like testosterone and wheels go together. <laughs> um, it doesn't have to be your boyfriend or a boy at all, but somebody who has your best interests at heart because it's nice to have a sounding board with you for big, important decisions like that. Like, okay, am I crazy? Is this really too much? Um, and also, uh, I think that probably um, they're less likely to be able to jerk you around if you have somebody else there giving them that creepy-ass side-eye where they're like, hmm, that doesn't sound right, bro. <laughs> So just, I would, I would definitely bring a friend. My top suggestion would be 
buy, do not lease. In my opinion, that is such a waste of money. You're paying for probably a newer car, the newest car, but you only get to keep it for like three years. And then, and then you, you've built no capital. You have to give it back. It's like renting an apartment. Yeah. And there's a mileage limit on those cars. I think most leases limit you to 12,000 miles a year. Hmm. And if you go over that, you have to pay some sort of fine hmm. at the end. What I did, I bought a new car in 2016, a Ford Escape. It was a single lease. It had one loaner, one owner, and it was a lease, year-long lease. Um, and that brought the price down of it a lot. It was a 2014 it had a decent amount of miles on it. I think maybe 30,000. But it was loaded with features, leather, big-ass sunroof, uh, of course, the backup cam. But it could also parallel park itself. It's got color-changing lights in the car. It can blow me. It can double penetrate me. It's got all <laughs> kinds of really cool features that I didn't even know about until I bought the car. Um, and and my sister bought the same car, brand new. She paid like ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 more than me. But less Jesus. features. Yeah. Same year. Also leather, but way less features. And she paid like 10 grand more because she was so adamant on having a brand spanking new car. And um, I saw a couple comments in here about mileage and all that. Nia pointed out she had an 08 Civic with, which currently has 99,800 miles on it. Those Civics, they last a long ass time. Yeah, they do. So if you're looking for a car that will never let you down get a civic mm-hmm. of course you got to maintain your car as well so <laughs> yeah definitely don't skip your scheduled maintenance um i have a friend who let her maintenance go on her toyota so long and by the way toyota's it it's fairly hard to kill them yeah um she let it go so long like we're talking tens of thousands of miles beyond its maintenance date that she destroyed the engine wow like yeah, and like the the mechanic she took it to was like honestly the fact that you were able to go this far beyond your maintenance is a testament to what a good car this was <laughs> until yeah. you finally drove it into the ground. But yeah, don't skip your maintenance. Um another thing about dealing with dealers, make sure before you agree to anything to get a printout of everything that they're going to charge you for. Because you will see some fucking bullshit on there. Like, I got mine and, like, looked at it. They wanted to charge me $400 for the official Prius floor mats. And I was like, no. Take them out. I will go to Costco and I will buy some floor mats for 50 bucks. Yeah. And, like, they were trying to charge me for the clear coat, which I was like, I didn't ask you to put that on there. (laughs) So, like, it's nice that you put it on there, but I didn't ask for it. Mm-hmm. like it's just they will try to charge you for the fucking damnedest shit so make sure you check that out all right well good luck emma hope you find the find a good car all right time now for surprise bitch this will be the first one of 2018 we're gonna call annalise in athens georgia oh the uga person Hi, you've reached Annalisa. Oh. Leave me a message. Two rings. No. She purposely hung up on us. She's going to regret that. Or maybe not. <laughs> uh, hi, Annalise. Um, my friend Laura wanted to come party with you in Athens tonight. Yeah. So 
I wanted to come up there and get some of that bulldog action. <laughs> wow. But, you know, the Georgia, Georgia dogs, you know? Anyway. Uh, oh. Hmm. Okay. Anyway, surprise, bitch. It's millennial. <laughs> <laughs> um, have a good night. Are you in class? I'm sure we'll hear from you in the Facebook group in like 10 minutes. Okay, bye. <laughs> All right. Well, next on our list is Lena, who's in Germany. So let's wake her up. German ringtone. Not pleasant. Sounds like a heart monitor in a hospital. Ihr Gesprächspartner ist oh, zurzeit leider nicht erreichbar. Bitte What? hinterlassen Sie eine Nachricht nach dem Signalton. Nein. Nein. Danke, Shane. How do you say millennial in German? <laughs> well, I'm gonna look it up. Are she we still my... recording on her voicemail? Yep. Yep. Whole thing. Too bad my dad's not here. He speaks German. Ah, so do my grandparents, who are 100% German. Oh boy, Talsand Jahrig. Oh wait, here I can play it. Oh wait, I have to be in Safari. Tausendjährig. Tausendjährig. How do you say surprise, bitch? Überraschungshünden. 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 Dan, I have to bring this up in Safari so you can All right. <laughs> yeah, like Uber <laughs> and then Shindig. <laughs> so sorry, Lena. All right, we'll try somebody in Canada. <laughs> and I'm going to play for them the German translation surprise pitch. <laughs> Hey, you've reached me enough. Leave a message. Überraschungshünden. It's millennial. <laughs> Überraschungshünden. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you one more. What? Minneapolis. No. no? Fucking canceled. No, just do it. It's okay. fine. Just bitching. <laughs> fucking cancel this segment. Uh, this is the awkward part when people are listening live right now and they're like, yeah. oh, what the fuck? I'm here. Betty, this is Betty. Hello? Hi, Betty. <gasps> no Überraschungshünden. Yes, it is. Überraschungshünden. Yes, I'm so fucking stoked right now. <gasps> oh my god, so are we. You're the fourth person we've called tonight. <laughs> oh my god, my mom's on the other line, and I saw that it was unknown, and I was like, fuck, I think they're still live streaming. I'm going to switch. Yeah, hang up on <laughs> and her I'm right now. And I'm also really glad... I'm really glad it's you guys, too, and I didn't just, like, yell that at some random telemarketer. <laughs> what were you just talking to your mom about? Um, I don't know. She's just driving through snow and just, like, small talk. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see you live in Minneapolis. What's that like, that, that cold air? Uh, freezing and really snowy, and um, I don't know. I love it, though. Yeah. Except for not the snow right now. That Were kind of you sucks, excited but... by last night's football game? Um, I actually, well, I watched it just because, like, the playoffs um, and the Super Bowl's here. So, like, it'd be cool if they played here. But, um, yeah, it was crazy. Wow, this is so weird you guys are calling me. I'm, like, kind of <laughs> starstruck right now. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, um, <laughs> I genuinely feel like I'm talking to, like, celebrities. Well, I am. Lauren, Elisa, yeah. 
We're not so Oh, yeah, you have the blue check, don't you? The blue check. Oh, yeah, I am verified on Facebook. Um, Thank you for telling everybody. I don't like admitting that, but I'm glad somebody said it for me. Um, Elisa, I don't know if you know this. Fun football fact. Mm. Uh, If the Vikings win next weekend, it's going to be the first time that a team is playing in their own city for the Super Bowl. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. So I'm rooting for the Vikings next weekend to I beat. I thought that that wasn't allowed to happen because doesn't that give them kind of like home field advantage? But how could they predict it? You don't know. Yeah. And the Vikings, from what I understand, typically really suck. So I think no one saw this coming. <laughs> right. So. Yeah, see, this is what happened with the Falcons last year. Um, and everyone remembers that was a big upset because uh, At- Atlanta was up like by a significant amount. And then somehow in the final quarter, we ended up just dropping the ball, no pun intended, Yeah, and like fucking it up. So hopefully the Vikings don't do that to you. Well, yeah, well, hopefully. And Betty, I'm sure you'll back me up on this. Last night's game, and this is the straightest thing I'm ever going to say, was actually really great. Like, it, it was, was back and forth towards the end Yeah, there. I agree. Yeah. It was, I was riveted, and I kind of don't even really understand football completely. Yeah. Um, but I could tell that it was a good game. Yeah. My friend was at a bar who lives in Minneapolis, and he was watching, and the bartender bought the entire bar whatever shot that they wanted after they won oh my god what <laughs> bar it's got, oh what bar i don't know what it was but it sounds oh. like a good bar oh. um yeah seriously betty i have a question no for matt you. today uh, oh sorry n- no he died a couple days ago unfortunately we spent the first hour uh paying tribute oh. to him yeah but we are moving on you know that's what you got to do I do have one question for you, if I may. Ooh, are you okay. a Lord of yeah. Are you a Lord of the Rings fan? Uh, I mean, I'm not like on your level. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. But what? Okay, I'm asking because what would you do if, in the middle of like making out with somebody, they started filling you up and then feeding you Lord of the Rings quotes in the middle of like sexy time? Yes or no? Is that would that um, would that help the relationship or would that hurt the relationship? I don't think I'm a big enough Lord of the Rings fan to recognize that they would be from Lord of the Rings, so I think it would be really confusing. So just very weird then. <laughs> yeah, just straight up. But I think weird. if you're into it, like, what, maybe, but are you a Harry no, Potter I, fan? Yeah, I'm a Harry Potter fan. So what if it was Harry Potter? Like, what if someone was like, you have your mother's eyes while you're like, would that be really fucking weird? Um, I, I don't know. Maybe if it was like a quote that was like less creepy, that one you picked what kind of an they, oddball. Uh, they talked about needing to milk Nagini. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that would totally turn me on. I'm into it. Okay. Perfect. Tell me what this means. Überraschungshunden. <laughs> Wait, can I hear it one more time? <laughs> Absolutely. Überraschungshunden. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. We're I terrible. can barely hear it. And it, it, what is it? it? It means surprise, bitch. That's all. <laughs> oh, well, that's cool. Why German? Um, because we called a German listener before you. 
<laughs> oh. So we wanted to know what what surprise pitch was in German. I'm yeah. curious. One more thing. Yeah. This is my only question. Do I have um, an obvious Minnesotan accent? I don't think so. No. No. I don't hear All anything right. now. Cool. Why do you ask that? I don't know, because I feel like so many people do, and they can't really hear it on themselves, and I think it's the ugliest accent, and when I hear other people that have it, I'm like, fuck, I hope I don't sound like that. <laughs> no, <laughs> so, I don't hear, hear anything. It, I don't. <laughs> yeah, say, say Minnesota. Minnesota? Yeah, oh, yeah the, I mean, you're, you're not saying Minnesota. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know, fine. I'm like very consciously trying not to. <laughs> when you asked me to say that, I was like, okay. How do I say it? <laughs> You're like, this is it. This is the moment my life has been leading up to. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right, Betty. Well, uh, um, yeah. you and your cool name have a nice night there in Minneapolis. Thank you. Minnesota. Yeah, I hope you guys are having a good night, too. And I'll uh, you know, talk to you probably never again. But All right. Well, maybe I'll see you at a gay bar sometime <laughs> over there. I like the Minneapolis gay bars. Oh, yeah. I mean, the 90s or the saloon. Oh, both. All of the above. Okay. Gay 90s and the saloon, both excellent places. Though I'm partial to the saloon because they have naked guys dancing in showers and you can insert dollar bills through a slot and then they pick it up with their cock. Yes, that (laughs) I can verify. (laughs) You may have seen me there once or twice. I made um, $1. In the shower? Yeah. I'm kidding. I (laughs) I would never, ever do that. Fucking false. (laughs) No, I'm curious. Uh, what I would do, I, was, I, I would make Laura, Elise, and Matt bet how much money I would get in the shower. Because what happens is you dance in the shower for 10 minutes, and then you see how much money you can collect. So the fun would be seeing how much you guys think I would make before it actually happens. <laughs> I would make sure that you received exactly $0. Because anytime someone ran up to give you money, I'd slap it out of their hand. <laughs> Why? To make Just you feel like shit? I feel like it would be so <laughs> embarrassing to not get one dollar. It would be. My my dick would go inward from embarrassment. I'd give you a quarter. I'd like oh. stick a quarter in there. <laughs> a quarter. <sighs> <sighs> All right. <laughs> we'll Thank leave it there. Okay. Thanks, yeah, buddy. Good night. Great. <laughs> All right. Good night. Good night. Have a good, good night. night. Uh, she was oh. super sweet. Yeah, Betty was a blast. I like her. Did y'all see that Annalise posted in the group? Yeah, what'd she say? She said, whoops, I just screened Millennial's call because I was afraid it was the Red Cross trying to get me to donate blood. <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can we call her and pretend to be the Red Cross? <laughs> we should. That would be fucking funny. <sighs> I really think we should. Do you want to do it right now? Okay. Yes. All right, hold on. It. Let me get the numbers back up. Hello? Hi, Annalise. Yes? This is Sandra from the American Red Cross. I'm calling because we're in desperate need of your blood type. Um, when can we sign you up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Hi, Surprise, you guys. Bitch. How you doing? There's nothing funny about needing blood, Annalise. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. <sighs> this is a serious matter. Yeah. That was that was funny. I, I didn't think it was them because I keep saving their numbers that they call from in my phone book as like don't answer. 
but I figured they had just like figured out another technique. So I'm really sorry for screening <laughs> your call. I... <laughs> what? Why are they like, like MI6? Who do you think they are? <laughs> <laughs> like y'all clearly don't give blood because otherwise you would know what I'm talking about. Yeah, like, no, just, actually, they will find you. <laughs> yeah, I give blood and they they call a lot, which is why I'm not judging you too much here. Um, the last time I went out of the country, like every time they called me, they'd be like, "Can you donate?" And I'd be like, "Yeah, I've been out of the country in the last 30 days, so I can't." And they like kept calling and calling, so. I feel you. Yeah. Or they'll be like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that, that you're not eligible. Do you have a friend who can donate? Oh. I'm like, uh, let's go ahead and book them an appointment now. I'm like, I want to like you so much and I yeah. just cannot. Just give them our number. We'll start taking people's blood request calls. <laughs> <laughs> Speak to them in German. <laughs> anyway, um, Annalise, you're, you're down in Georgia. Do you like it there too? Um, I, okay, I sort of do. I'm in my second year of grad school, so it's like, it is what it is. This is, mm-hmm. you know, just my life working for the degree. But, um, I've lived in Georgia my whole life, so mm-hmm. I don't really know. No one Are you definite. at uh, UGA? I am, yeah. Cool. What are you studying? I'm studying public administration. Cool. What do you That's hope awesome. to be? Um, I uh, hope to uh, be like a civil servant. That's that's the goal right now. Oh, that's nice. I'm so excited that y'all called. Like, I've literally been listening to you since the early days of MuggleCast when oh. I was like 11 and a huge nerd. And I'll like tell people like, oh, I've been listening to the same like Harry Potter podcast for 10 years. And they're like, don't tell anyone that. Like, <laughs> don't. Uh, that's you know, what i say funny. to people yeah it's funny when i tell people yeah i was on a harry potter podcast for like five years they're like don't tell anyone that <laughs> so i feel you <laughs> yeah. wow gosh i'm feeling really confident <laughs> myself right now <laughs> well annalise since Aren't you've been... you glad you called me back yeah yeah absolutely yeah. well i was gonna ask so do you have any questions for us anything you'd like us to discuss with you you need any advice Hmm. I'm buying a car. Okay. No, I have a car. I'm ready to sell it. I'm a little bit overwhelmed that y'all are all like buying houses now because it's just too much. At least you're not getting married, but like that's probably around the corner. Um, <laughs> it's just like putting a lot of pressure on me to have my life together right. and I don't appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, because we've all grown up together. You've been listening to the podcast for a really long time. And now suddenly Laura and I are getting houses and you're still down there in Georgia. Doing nothing. Just sitting <laughs> hey, there. hey, hey. What exactly. do you mean still down there in Georgia? What does I'm, that mean? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. Lisa's sitting sitting uh where she is getting motorboated with Lord of the Rings quotes. Yeah. That'll make more sense when you listen. <laughs> I'm really Andrew, I'm so sad you didn't choose to move to Atlanta, but I understand. Oh, it's yeah, like I know. it's not the best. I'm gonna come visit well, okay. I would not say it's not the best. I mean when I visit, I really like it. I genuinely do. Yeah, I mean I would say that I, yeah, yeah. the summer's here shitty because it's so fucking hot. Oh. Yeah, it's a cool city, there's cool culture, but like you can't the public transit's bad, as you know, it's like always 
on fire in the road. Yeah, so, like, Marta is garbage. It doesn't go anywhere. What is your favorite thing about Atlanta slash Georgia, Annalise? And do you think you'll live there for the foreseeable future? I mean, like after school. Uh, my favorite thing about Georgia is probably the food. Um, it's hard to say. It's hard to compare because I've never lived anywhere else. So, but I don't think that I can imagine a life without Southern food, which has mm-hmm. been hard. I'm actually doing Whole30 right now. Have you all heard of that? I have, yeah. How's that going? Yeah, and so it's hard. It's like... I mean, I'm on day seven right now, and I haven't broken yet, but it is rough. It's like my social life is gone, you know, because you can't drink, and it's really hard to go out to eat, and so I just, like, cook at home and then watch reality TV with my roommate. So, I mean, it's not all bad. (laughs) What is your favorite Southern cuisine? Fried okra. Oh, yes. Good choice. And what is that? Yeah. Uh, Amazing. It's okra that's fried. Okra? Yeah. I don't know what that is. It's a vegetable. Oh. Look, just just order it sometime. That's why I don't know. I don't eat vegetables. It's so good. When I was a freshman in school here, we had like a dining hall that had like 24-7 fried okra there. There was like always fried okra. And no matter what I was eating, I would, like, get a bowl of fried okra and eat that with it. And that's how I gained mm. the freshman 15. Mm. Yep. I can see how that would happen. <laughs> so, hey, Annalise, thank you for answering. <laughs> Next time, Red Cross calls, you know, maybe, maybe consider donating a little more blood. <laughs> You're such an ass. <laughs> I will do it. I will do it in honor of this show. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And then take a selfie when you're donating the blood and say, this is for millennial. I will, all right, it's just, gonna happen. Just yell Keep that an eye out in the Facebook group. Yell that while blood is being drawn, and they're gonna start feeding <laughs> you more crackers. They're gonna think you're losing your mind. This is this is the new simming. <laughs> the new simming. Uh, well, eating blood off of right, that would be the new simming. <laughs> oh, God. oh, gross. Yeah, okay. very very gross. Never done that before. All right, Annalise, you're a lot of fun. Good luck down there. Thank you for calling. Yeah, no problem. Don't get too hung (laughs) up on us, you know, adulting very hard. You know, we just act like it. We're not actually. Yeah, I'm I'm having ice cream for dinner tonight. So (laughs) there you go. Not an adult. And good luck with Whole30. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, you guys. Bye. Bye. (laughs) That was funny. Maybe the American Red Cross should get a Patreon. Can we can we you sell them our try. listeners' numbers? How much would they pay for that? <laughs> you, the only the way you subscribe to the American Red Cross is by giving X amount of blood every yeah. month. Sarah also agrees agrees with you and Annalise, Laura. Uh, she says yeah. I have at least three different numbers saved from Red Cross, and they call my mom to get to me too. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, well, I have a I have a really common blood type, so they're constantly calling me. Mm. Really annoying. If you want us to call you someday or uh, listen to us live, like many people have been tonight, you can head over to patreon.com slash millennial and pledge. We really appreciate your support. It keeps the show going into this new year. Um, 
occasionally we do AP Choice segments to get your questions and comments on the show as well. And this year, as we've done the past couple of years, we're going to be sending out a gift to everybody. And then we have newer benefits like Palace Intrigue. On After Dark today, our flagship Patreon benefit. Um, I just want to let you guys know quickly. It's not going to be a long segment. I just want to let you know about a really new, arguably equally creepy porn site that I'm into. Right. And this one I could argue is better than FamilyDick.com. And I will explain why. And Elisa, what do you have in store for us? Uh, we're going to be talking about this weird fucking Tide Pod challenge that everyone's doing. And I thought it was relevant because, to be clear, these aren't children eating the laundry detergent. They are millennials. They are people our age in their 20s and, and early 30s. And that's disturbing as shit. I thought we should talk about that. And then we're going to turn it into a little bit of a game and talk about the stupid things we have done in the name of getting more likes and views and what have you. So <laughs> that's what's up. I've done a lot of stupid shit for that. So, But to j- just to be clear, we are not actually doing the Tide Pod Challenge? <laughs> no. Look, <Okay. laughs> we're, we're not that dumb. Andrew is like putting down his bucket of Tide Pods sadly right now. <laughs> My jar of Tide Pods. I honestly like I would I don't know how it works. You'll have to explain it to me, but I would put one in my mouth for a few seconds if you wanted me to. I don't want That's you what to. She said. Okay. I don't want you to do Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> this is the problem. All right. <laughs> this is the problem. All right. Thanks everybody for listening. <laughs> We'll see you next time. I'm Andrew. I'm Elisa. And I'm Laura. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. I have a dream that one day down in Alabama with its vicious races, with its governor having his lips dripping with the words of interposition and nullification. One day right there in Alabama, little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream today. What if those two were mashed on top of each other? That would be beautiful. I'll do that. I don't think a more beautiful sound has ever occurred on this earth. I think so, because like the Concerning Hobbits, like it's like an uplifting song. And then you just throw it on top. I'm serious about this. Can I do that? No? Too much? (laughs) I mean, I I don't know. I I don't think Dr. King was speaking to lighthearted issues such as Hobbits. But I, I do, I agree with Laura, but I have to say 
that there is a lot of like allegory and metaphor for systemic racism in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, you mean because there's only white people in it? Well, no, Laura. Okay, because like, <laughs> like it's way deeper than that. Mm-hmm. There's like, there's like the fact that there's a bunch of different like. There's a bunch of different type of elves. There's like woodland elves, and like they all kind of hate each other, even though they're all one and the fucking same thing. And you know, there's whole wars fought over that. And then the different species. It's mm-hmm. all right. Well, I'm different species. Different species that are all white can come together. That's right. <laughs> for the same cause. That's what Lord of the Rings taught me. I'm just kidding. I fucking love Lord of the Rings. Okay. My vote would be to have it just like come in after. Okay. The speech. Yeah, bit, I think it's a nice like surprise at the end. Yeah. Okay. I'll do that. And on that note, here goes After Dark.